as of June 16th, my last Sunday, we'll be here at Dolphin Way. So as I'm looking at our lectionary passage this morning, I don't know if I picked the passage or if the passage picked us. Um, We know we serve a God who is mysterious and awesome. And we're grateful for all of our children. Have a good time in children's church. But let's look at the gospel this morning. John chapter 14. Starting at verse 23, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone, anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this moment. We worship you. We will continue to worship you as we hear from you on today. Remove anything from us that may hinder us from authentically worshiping you in spirit and in truth. Let us Rest in this space, feeling your love, knowing that you are telling us, let not our hearts be troubled, and let us not be afraid. In Christ's name we do pray, amen. My mother was a huge Tina Turner fan. Oh, see, we have some fans in here. I remember her singing in the car, dancing around our home with the stereo, not Apple Music, the stereo, blasting her new Tina Turner CD. I can still hear her voice. What's love got to do, got to do with it? What's love but a second-hand emotion? What's love got to do got to do with it. Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? 
See, if you are all familiar with this song, I apologize in advance because one of these days, or at least for tonight, it may get stuck in your head. This 1985 song of the year can be interpreted in many ways. Love without emotional attachment, relationships that are physical, purely physical, and love is dismissed as a pure old-fashioned notion, an old-fashioned thought or belief that no longer exists. I would have to say, yes, this song is about all of those points mentioned above. And between the unspoken lyrics, love is also a risk. On the sixth Sunday of Easter, where love to you may seem like a pure old-fashioned notion, where love may lack an emotional attachment where love may seem like a human construct and not a spiritual commandment, I want to remind you this morning to keep this lectionary passage in mind. So what's love got to do with it? Everything. See, as we dig deeper into this morning's text, we find ourselves in the midst of a puzzling lectionary passage where the text begins with Jesus Christ answering a question which is oddly omitted. See, this omission is significant because the conversation that follows is framed by the question that is asked. In verse 22, Judas, not Iscariot, said to Jesus, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? In this moment, we are reminded that the risen Christ remains for a short while with his disciples, teaching and instructing them, encouraging those gathered just as we are today to not be afraid, to acknowledge that he is the word, the truth, and the life, and that he has promised to leave an advocate so that we will not feel orphaned, so that we will know that he is with us forever. He leaves with them, according to the scriptures, the spirit of truth. And of course, he leaves a grace-filled commandment to love. Christ's words are a part of John's farewell discourse, where Jesus is preparing his disciples for his departure. The disciples are concerned for themselves. How will we know when you reveal yourself? What will we see? See, the disciples are speaking at one level all about self, while Christ is speaking at another level that is all about you. Yes, you. Those who are sitting here long after they have gone. Christ is speaking of the work, the witness, and the love that will continue through the disciples all the way to here, to you, to now, to this moment. This farewell discourse is about love in the midst of grief and pain. It is a shared moment for those who have followed Jesus, love him, And do not want to, once again, endure the pain of once again witnessing his departure. 
Love is an easy word to say and very difficult to live into. Ultimately, love shows itself not as a declaration of affection, but by the service we give in the name of the one we profess to love, especially that service that inconveniences us or that calls for compassion, giving, sacrifice, endurance, and even commitment. What is true in expressions of human love is equally true of our love for God. Jesus puts the matter before us. If we love him, if we love him, we will keep his commandments. So what's love got to do with it? Everything. I would surmise to say most of us in this space have been in a similar predicament as the disciples, where we can remember a time when we felt abandoned. Maybe it was the first day of school, maybe by a loved one or a friend, a parent, or in my case, a spouse. Maybe a favorite teacher or a colleague And we find ourselves in the midst of open and raw emotions. Or maybe like Christ, we were the ones that had to say goodbye. Chapter 14 not only invites us, but welcomes us into this space, into this moment in which John has drawn us into a privileged conversation meant only for his disciples. He is guiding us into this intimate dialogue and teaching us how to live, engage with one another, and journey through the complexities of life. Who you are today does not need to be who you're called to be tomorrow. This morning, we are breaking open assumptions about our relationship to God and what it means to acknowledge through the advocate, the helper, the Holy Spirit, that we are in complete communion with the divine God. And it is through love. Jesus never expected his disciples, nor us to walk this narrow, demanding way alone. He doesn't expect you to have the right words to say. He doesn't expect you to always know the answers, but he does expect you to love and gives you the Holy Spirit to continue to teach and guide to deconstruct notions on stereotypes, to move from being pleasant, tolerant, and polite to gracious and accepting. Because Christ said in these words, those who love me will keep my word and my father will love them And we will come to them and make our home with them. God will come 
us and be with us. Jesus never said life was going to be easy. Teaching you to live fully without being defined by your struggles. What's love got to do with it? Everything. Because we love the way Christ commands. As a witness to God's sacrificial love for us, then the church, hear this. If we could be the witness to God's sacrificial love to us, then the church should be the place where we are not expected to hide our wounds. This should be the very place where we can come and be open and honest and authentic in who God calls us to be in the struggles that are happening and where a pastor can share she was left by her spouse in front of 100 people and live streaming. (laughs) See, the good news this morning is just like the disciples. God is calling us into a different way of being in the world, not just helping or serving our neighbors, but living with our neighbors. God constantly provides us with hope for taking the higher road or even the road less traveled so that we can learn to work together, to be together, to serve together, and to love by putting ourselves below others. What's love got to do with it? Everything. So I leave you with two things. Older manuscripts interpret verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments to mean, if you love me, you will keep me. If you love me, you will keep me. If you love Christ, you will not toss him to the side when things are not going well. If you love me, you will keep me. If you love Christ and you find yourself in injustice situations, you will speak up. Because you love him, therefore you keep him. If you love me, you will keep me. Let's just sit in that for a moment. Christ said, I will not leave you as an orphan. I will not abandon you. I will not leave you. I will be with you if you love me. You will keep me. And because of these very words, he says in verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give it as the world gives. 
So do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. If you love me, you will keep me. Today, you are called to embody the message of the gospel with your love and your care so that every time you speak in love, every time you act selflessly, every time you stand up for justice, every time you reach out to those who are forgotten, every time you speak a word of hope, every time you encourage someone, every time that you pray, the world is just a little bit better. If you love me, you will keep me. Love is a powerful resource for our faith and our life. It is not a sweet old-fashioned notion. It is a commandment by God. If you love me, you will keep me. So I ask one last time as we move into this table of grace, what's love got to do with it? Everything. Let us pray.